0: And welcome to Radio Brews News, the show that is sometimes regularly all about all things beer in Australia. Um, as ever, I'm joined by my good friend, co host, and executive producer, uh, Pete Mitchum. And we're also joined by the man who is the co founder and co owner of, I would like to say, Australia's uh, best beer bar or the best beer bar in the land. But given that he's a supporter of Radio Brews News, you probably wouldn't believe me. Um, but fortunately, I don't have to say that because Australia's leading beer writer Willie Simpson has said that. Um, so I'd like to welcome Steve Jeffers, the co-owner, co-founder uh, of Australia's best beer bar. Steve, welcome aboard. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> ah, so you're throwing a curveball in there early. Uh... Well, I don't. I want to
1: throw confuse people about when we're recording this.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, well,
1: th- th- this could have been
0: recorded in two thousand and nine. The way things are going, uh, and, and I'm sure Brendan v- Varus is uh, expecting to see his around about uh, twenty twelve. Um, I should also welcome uh, Pete Mitchum. G'day, Pete. a that- long time no speak. Yeah, mate. It's, it,
2: we really, we really must stop having these long gaps between speaking to each other. For, uh, for the it's- listeners out there, the the, the in joke there is that we've we've actually tried to get ahead of ourselves and get a little bit professional, and we've uh, recorded two podcasts. One yesterday, one last night, and then this one this morning. So uh, we're, we're putting a few in the can. Um, we're also, as executive producer, I've made an executive. Yeah, I'm going to change the, uh, change the name of these podcasts to Brendan Barris Doesn't Exist.
0: <laughs> now, by the time this goes to air, I will have won the bet that we made last night, Pete. So, uh...
2: yeah, yeah, and I'll be, I'll be drinking a four-pack of Feral Hop Hog if by Friday, the 12th of August, if the Brendan Virus interview is not up and running, I'll be drinking a four-pack of Feral Hop hog Is that right?
0: Done. Done. But now, while, while we're uh, dumping on the uh, well, the, the host, um, I'll dump on the executive producer. We were meant to be joined by Australia's first woman of beer, Kiralee Waldhorn. Um, it had apparently been all teed up, but you know, I sort of think that the executive producer's role is to remind the talent, but Kiralee uh, will be joining us very, very soon. A couple of panicked texts, uh, and, uh, Kiralee is trying to find a landline. So as soon as we hear it, we will patch straight through to her. So we might get, uh, st- stop the, uh, crapping on and start talking beer. Steve, um, oh, a couple to, of big...
1: you've asked the wrong person if you don't want to crap on about beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so <sort of laughs> not, not so sort of crap on with the, uh, the, beer show uh, stuff. We'll actually talk about beer, which is uh, the, the, the whole point of the podcast. Steve, you've uh, had a couple of big things uh, announced by the tap house recently. Now, last night we recorded a interview with Annette Barron, um, pr- producer, writer, director, uh, independent filmmaker behind Beer Wars the movie. Now, you're working with Ben Krause to bring Beer Wars to Australia.
1: That's right. It uh, must have been about six or eight weeks ago. Ben uh, approached me and said... I think primarily because uh, we've got a venue in both Sydney and Melbourne and uh, put it to me, would we be interested in having a screening of the documentary, which um, I, as yet, had only seen a a teaser or trailer for and uh, was particularly keen to do it. So we made it happen, really. I think it's happening. I haven't got the dates and you've probably got them more readily at hand than I do, but um, it's going to be uh, uh, a screening. And then what I suggested to Ben is that we follow it up with a a Q&A session and... um, We've got a number of brewers in each city lined up uh, so we can talk about the movie and we can also talk about how, uh, you know, the salient issues that relate to craft beer in uh, our respective states. Excellent. So those dates are the 20th of
0: September for St Kilda and also the 6th of September for St Kilda and the 20th for Darlinghurst. Can you tell us who the uh, brewers are
1: that we've got on the discussion panel? In St Kilda we have Ben, Um, we have one of the guys from Mountain Goat, Cam or Dave. We've got Simon from Hargraves Hill and Dave from Red Hill. In Darlow so far we have Sean Sherlock from Murray's and one of the guys uh, from Four Pines. Uh, We'll probably add another one or two to that and of course uh, there is a very, very um, important prestigious uh, host which um, I'll let you figure out who that might be. Yes, radio news, uh, radio brews
0: news um, goes on tour. So uh, Pete and I will both be having uh, playing away games in Sydney, so we're looking forward to that. Now, you've also announced a uh, very exciting, great Australian uh, beer spectac- spectacular
1: uh, for next year, leading on from this year's uh, Good Beer Week version. Yeah, we've had, um, well, since we opened in St Kilda almost four years ago, each season. We've had uh, a different festival, which we call Spectaculars, And uh, the idea is that each has a different theme. We try and we put our heads together and try and come up with something a little different. We source beers that uh, aren't perhaps ordinarily available. And uh, we've had, obviously, an October for Spectacular, We've had winter festivals, uh, Canadian festivals, American festivals and the like. And last year, in a brainstorming session, um, it was suggested that we perhaps invite a few brewers to brew a unique beer for an Australian-themed festival. And we put it out to the people that we often get beers from or have had beers from in the past, and we were really surprised to find that all of them were uh, prepared to brew a beer. So what started out as a small little exercise where we we might get a handful of special brews and fill it with um, other favourites of ours, it ended up being, I think it was 21 or 22 um, Australian brewers uh, brewing 20 different beers there were a couple of collaborations in there and that was our summer sorry yeah that was our summer festival this year and uh, it was a huge success we had you know the brewers entered into the spirit of the the idea and brewed some weird and wacky interesting beers that uh, perhaps they couldn't ordinarily brew for commercial reasons um, or otherwise and um, they all got into the spirit of it the punters were all excited because they got to try all these new beers, and uh, it was after that that we, well, I, I sat down. I sat down with Guy in particular, and said we've always wanted to create an enduring national festival, if you like, um, because we uh, felt that uh, that hadn't been achieved to date, or it had been hijacked by the wrong elements. So we thought we'd upscale it. So we've kind of put our nuts on the block, so to speak, and uh, we have booked the Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne for. May twelfth, we uh, have uh, done an exciting deal with uh, Good Beer Week, which uh, um, obviously went off so well this year, and we're going to be the the, basically the showpiece event to launch the event uh, to launch the Good Beer Week. We've invited 60 brewers, uh, including about 18 from New Zealand, to brew a unique beer, and um, all of them, bar one or two, uh, have jumped on board, which again was quite staggering to me that uh, they'd all jump on board such an idea and um so may 12th next year saturday it's going to be two sessions uh, an afternoon session and an evening session uh, we have got uh, already some pretty uh, big sponsors lined up uh, and uh, i'd be disappointed if there wasn't five or six thousand people there and in the years to come we hope that it would be um it could grow into something, a three-day festival, not dissimilar to the Great American Beer Festival or the Great British Beer Festival, where they, I believe, have 50,000-plus each over a three-day event. So um, it's not going to be an expo element. It's not, it, I find that personally a little uh, narrow in its appeal. Um, we want to do a classy craft beer version of Oktoberfest, um, if that makes sense. Uh, we want it to be a little more educational, like our spectaculars often are, uh, it'll all be about tasting, discussion, but we want it to be a social and festive occasion as well.
0: It's a, it, it's a big commitment because I guess the when, when you own a bar like the Tap House, um, you've got all of the infrastructure, you've got all of the taps. Um, it's really just a matter of organising the beers and hoping people will come along. To set it up uh, in, in an off-site venue and go this big is obviously, you know, it, for, for a lot of hotel owners, it would be outside of their core business Um and it really is about setting up a major festival as opposed to setting up something that's purely about the tap house, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I would argue that our our core business might ostensibly to, to outsiders be, be the tap houses, but I guess Guy and I have a, a more broader agenda, which is just to, to spread the gospel of craft beer and in whatever form that might take. Certainly it's a big risk. It's something that took our, uh, Guy and I some time to convince the wives to allow us to do it. Um, but... Um, if if it works, it'll be great, and it'll be um, something that we're really um, keen to, to give a crack. We might Steve, just
0: uh, pause there for a second. Uh, sorry, uh, Prof. No, uh, on, I've just go got on. word from Curly that Curly is available, so we might see if uh, see how this goes doing this live. Uh, <laughs> she deserves a little bit of embarrassment.
2: Hello, we've we've got a caller on the line. <laughs> Hi. Hello, hello Curly. Now you're live. Go ahead. So... Line one. You're talking to Matt. <laughs>
0: And I introduce uh, Australia's first woman of beer, the beer diva herself, Kiralee Waldhorn, the woman who knows how to make beer but does not know how to uh, enter dates into a calendar apparently.
3: <laughs> Look, you know, when you're in demand, that it's hard to keep track of the calendar.
0: <laughs> well, we're an international Sorry. show these days, Kiralee. In the last uh, 24 hours, we've spoken to James Watt from BrewDog, Annette Barron uh, from Beer Wars. Uh, we've got... Steve Jeffers on the phone, you know, you, you you want to make sure you keep in good with us because yeah, well, they, we might sort of... Uh... <laughs>
3: That's true, and they all obviously managed to uh, to make their their deadlines as well, didn't they?
0: Exactly, and, and they even had uh, international uh, dateline uh, issues yes. um, that we managed to negotiate. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll push on. Now, Steve's explaining his uh, plans for Great Australian, or Australasian Beer Spectacular um, next year, and we were just talking about how big it's going to be. Um, Steve, how are you going to manage the uh, costs involved in setting up all of the infrastructure? Again, you, you don't have um, taps and things already there, so there's going to be a lot there. Is it going to be... Th- th- this year it's just been a gold coin donation. Is it going to be
1: um, a, a cost uh, entry or a pay entry this year to, to cover some of those costs? Absolutely. We'll, um, but we're trying to make it as best value as possible. We haven't um, arrived at a... At a uh, at a final figure yet, Um, I know that Biavana. I think tickets are $35. I would imagine it'll be somewhere around that sort of price. But for that, you'll get a number of tokens to get you started with tasters. You'll get a souvenir glass. You'll get a souvenir tasting paddle. You'll get a bunch of other stuff. Um, So, yes, it will be a paid thing. In terms of how we're going to pay for the infrastructure, well, obviously ticket prices is going to be one thing. Sponsorship uh, is another we are looking at buying at least two, maybe three, 40-foot shipping containers. And the reason we're going to do this is we've looked at a number of ways of, of how we create, can conserve the beers. And obviously, as I said before, it's not an expo, so the breweries aren't coming along with their own taps, so to speak, or taps. So we're going to buy these shipping containers. We're we able to get a big truck and deliver, to deliver these into the Royal Exhibition Buildings by about six centimetres, I think. And uh, we're going to effectively make it a direct pool system. So we're going to... uh, These are going to be refrigerated containers. We'll drill 200 holes or so in each uh, side length and we'll directly pour. We'll clad clad and and beautify the the actual container itself. But uh, that's how we're going to operate it. So hopefully some of the sponsors will be able to assist us as well in some beer equipment. But we've the way we're intending to do it, there will be some capital expenses up front, which... um, We would hope in future years we wouldn't have to spend
2: now now steve i can't help noticing that you're ignoring the the biggest single risk that you guys are undertaking and that is that uh you the great australasian beer spectacular will be if you like the opening ceremony of 2012 good beer week now obviously this year uh the beer blokes gold medal beer dinner at the terminus hotel was the opening ceremony that's that's some uh that's a that's a a pretty big shoes to fill
1: big pots to fill, maybe. Uh, it is, and we, um, we didn't do it lightly, yeah. Prof. We, we, we don't, but we're not uh, shy of competition. Um, maybe we can do both. Maybe people, it's only a four, people can only attend either the more, the afternoon or the evening session. So maybe people could do both. I'd like to, I'd like to think that I could. Oh, I, I can't see,
2: the, really I can't see the gold medal beer dinner going ahead because I'll be, I'll be at Gabs, don't worry
3: about that. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure you could do both either, Steve, after your, um, your display at the beer debate last year.
0: Listen, let's, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you'll be able to find a sheep costume this year rather than uh, what was it? it was Kuala meant bear? to be a sheep koala
1: yeah. bear. No, I had limited resources, and uh, at least I made an at least I made an effort. If I might if I say so. so, I didn't see you guys dressing up. That'll be one of the uh, that's one of the things that we do want to bring to the, the Great Australasian Beer Spectacular. It's obviously a, uh, something we're mindful of that people uh, thoroughly enjoy. I think the the festive feel at the at the tap houses, and we. Obviously, if we're going to scale it up to six, seven, eight thousand 8,000 people, it's going to be a challenge to, to maintain that. But uh, we will be doing our best, and there will be elements such as dress-ups, and people will be able to choose their allegiance. It'll be like the Bledisloe of beer. People can come along, and they can choose a kiwi hat or a, or a kangaroo ear hat or something, and uh, we very much want people to get into the, the spirit. As long as you're not a dickhead, you're fine.
0: Well, you you mentioned uh, Beervana, and it, I was across Beervana last year, and I was, I was of all of the beer festivals I've been to, it's one of the most impressive because they uh, they manage to avoid the you know beer soaked uh, you know get as many people in as you can and you know pour as much beer down their throat and all of the problems that that comes with, um, and at risk of sounding a, a, a wowzer, which obviously I'm not, um, but beer festivals can actually do more harm to beer in the long run if, if, if they're seen publicly to be just major problems, um, you know, and that people come in and then you've got the trail of blood and vomit down the road afterwards. And, you know, that makes it very hard for everyone to uh, to have festivals um, along those lines. And Beervana manages that very, very well. I think last year with a couple of thousand people through the door, only seven people had to be asked to, to leave, um, but even that, um, was a concern to Dave Cry who was organising it because that was seven times more than the previous year and he sees that it saw that as a worrying trend. Do you um and No, 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 no. <laughs> I uh it it, it I uh w- it was well behaved up until the malt house uh, very late at night but um that's a whole another story. A whole
3: nother story. Yes, my,
0: um, my,
2: my major concern, Matt, is that uh, in the show bag that Steve's going to give away, um, he said that there's going to be uh, a souvenir tasting paddle. Now, once the glasses are out of that and you, you've got 60 beers, an arena the size of the Royal Exhibition buildings and people with, with spanking paddles, that, what could possibly go wrong?
1: <laughs> Prof, what do you do in Sounds the suburbs? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Thank
0: you, and sir. Listen,
2: May
1: um, I please have another? It, it, yeah, is
2: anyone uh, anyone allowed to uh, contribute a beer? Do they do they need to be like a, a registered brewer? He says, trying to sneak in a beautiful segue into the Women of Beer Collaborative Brew. Like, for example, yeah. if a group of if a group of women got together, would they be able to brew a beer um, and and then submit that to Gabs?
1: It's not. Uh, short answer is, it's possible. Um, obviously, people need to be able to lawfully sell beer to us, but. Um, we're, we're somewhat hamstrung a little bit by the number of taps. Obviously, in, in the tap house uh, for the Spectaculars, we're limited at the moment, at least, to to 20 taps, and that was uh, something that we were disappointed by, and I think some other breweries were disappointed by. Um, not much we could do about that. For nec- next, next year, we're limited somewhat by the size of the uh, shipping containers. We figured that we can get 60 beers um, uh, to each side of the shipping container. So at the moment, we've limited to 60 we are working hard to see if there is a way to do it because there's. We could probably get a hundred plus, to be honest. Um, and uh, it, as I said, it's hard. It's kind of like uh, in the schoolyard when you have to pick a cricket team. You have to. Uh, uh, there's always going to be people who want to be in it, but uh, but at the moment they can't be. So um, yeah, it's a challenge. But uh, women in beer, if that's what you're alluding to, um, there's always the possibility we are going to run some sort of competition so that one home brewer uh, probably. The champion home brewer of the year can uh, have his or her beer uh, home brewed on a larger scale and then um, served at uh, at the uh, GABS to what hopefully could be six or seven thousand people. That would be a lot of fun. I would have thought for them.
3: That would be amazing for someone to do that, wouldn't it? And um, of course, speaking on behalf of the Women of Beer, we would uh, we would love to put a submission to you, Steve.
0: Now, speaking of the Women of Beer, you've been doing a little bit of brewing of late Kiralee.
3: I know. It's exciting. I love it.
0: Tell it's us a little bit. No, not uh, for, for anyone that's been living in a uh, under a log for the last two or three weeks, tell us a little bit about the Women of Beer project.
3: Well, it, uh, it all started not that long ago, actually. I think it was probably about two and a half months ago when, uh, well, post, post our fantastic show down in Victoria last year. Um, we Sam Sam Fuss from. She's um, oh, going to kill me for saying that. Sam Fuss, Fuss. I always pronounce it wrong.
0: <laughs> she won't make a fuss. Don't worry.
3: No, no, don't. <laughs> Edit that bit out. Um, decided it would be a great idea to um, get us all back together again and uh, and produce a beer. So uh, that's what we did a couple of weekends ago. But uh, with lots of quick planning and we put it all together in about eight weeks and i think we all just decided that it would be great to give a bit more profile to to women in beer and it's becoming quite topical of late when uh, we're seeing what's happening internationally with all these large breweries obviously trying to entice women with uh, ridiculous beers and i think john Peleas from foster's just the other day was talking talking about how important women um, were for the beer category. So uh, I guess we've got... Does that the mean they're going to start right?
0: bringing out uh, beers like Molson Coors have in the States? Oh, the, uh, who, who
3: knows? The, 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 the
0: low-bloat beers?
3: <laughs> Hopefully I can get to them sooner than that and just, you know, tell them to back off. But, um, yeah, who knows? It's uh, it's always interesting to see what the uh, what the big guys do. And, you know, I think one of the, the biggest issues or... Um, Challenges they have is is just been who they're speaking to and the questions they're asking when they're determining why women don't like beer. You know, if you ask a group of women who don't like beer why they don't like it, um, it's only going to result in all the negatives coming out. Where you know, I think if they turn the attention to those women who do like beer and found out what it was about beer they enjoyed, then that might you know guide them into different directions to the ones they've taken in the past.
0: And I think the other problem with the uh, biggest brewers is that they want to pick the low-hanging fruit. They want to uh, get the biggest possible markets. And you know, obviously, the more flavour any beer has, the smaller the potential market for it. Um, whereas, you know, and, and, and so you, you're left with lagers that tend to have a little bit of residual bitterness, not a hell of a lot of uh, malt character. Um, yeah. And that, you know, might, might appeal as a refreshment um to people, but it's not really a flavour. Um, anyone that's looking for flavour is going to to look elsewhere. Um, if you're willing to sort of put in a little bit of work and play with smaller markets, then you know, most of the existing beer styles will find a market for yeah, them.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, I think that is you're right that they're, they're trying to uh, you know find the silver bullet for women, and I don't think one necessarily exists. Um, I think it's a case of um, you know finding a group of, of, of women who potentially um, are or enjoy certain beers that they may already have in their their portfolio and build on that so build on the group rather than you know feeling that these breweries with one beer are going to suddenly change the drinking habits of female you know within their market it just I don't think that's going to ever happen so it's a longer term process um, and as we all know the larger breweries Sometimes tend to have little patience, so <laughs> they uh, the long haul doesn't seem to work for them.
0: No, when you're looking at the next uh, the, the results for the next quarter. Absolutely. Now, in, in terms of reaching out to women, uh, I've met with Deb Parker in Queensland, and yeah. uh, you've given her the go-ahead to set up a Barley's Angels um, in, in in Queensland. So, uh, women of Queensland are soon going to have an associate uh, you know, the Barley's Angels. Maybe tell us a little bit about Barley's Angels, what it is, what it does and uh, how you've come to be involved.
3: Okay, well, Barley's Angels is, um, is I guess, the, the consumer offshoot of um, what, a, a group called the Pink Boot Society who set up in America and their fundamental objective was to support women who uh, were in the brewing industry. So that could be anyone that earns income from, from beer um, most of the the members are brewers, but there are other um, people such as myself who basically um, write or um, talk about beer um, as the you know their main income earner now um, the pink boots society decided not that long ago that um, they really needed to try to engage women at a consumer level um, into beer, and so they set up uh, what's called Barley's angels so um again social networking is an amazing tool um and it 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 started to sort of filter out through the the twitter feeds facebook pages um i caught wind of it uh another girl in the uk melissa cole who i'd met when i was over there a couple of years ago um had started talking about it as well talking about doing something in england so I I got hold of the the girls in America and said, hey, let's do it in Australia as well. And uh, everyone said, fantastic idea. And Melissa gave me a great endorsement. And um, we were off, basically. So, again, it's amazing what women can do in a very short period of time. But um, I think the conversations all started around January of this year. And by the middle of February, we had all launched Bali's Angels simultaneously. So there was one weekend where... The UK, the US, Canada, Argentina, and Australia all held um, Barley's Angels events, and that's where it, it, it began. So, the whole purpose of Barley's Angels is to invite um, any women along who, some you know, they may be great beer advocates, beer lovers, or they may you know have um, shied away from beer for most of their lives. But it's creating the right environment for females to feel comfortable, to just come in, taste some great beers, learn a little bit along the way, meet an amazing group of women and, um, you know, as we all love to do, just have a natter about about beer and um, where it's going, what they like, etc. So, the um, the last events we've just run in Melbourne and Sydney, um, Ange ran, ran her first Barley's Angels last night and did a cracking job, from what I've heard, down in uh, the Tap House in Melbourne. Um, we actually did a beer and chocolate um, evening, so had a whole range of different chocolates, different beers, and just, again, experimented on where the great matches were. And we'll keep doing interesting things like that, so we'll bring cheese in it, we'll we'll do proper glass tasting with some, some glass people um, along the way. Yeah, you know, maybe do some brewery tours out outside of the the tap house as well. But you know, it really is about just creating this community of of women who enjoy beer. Yeah, you know, we're all, already talking about the uh, the Barley's Angels um, conference coming up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, excellent. Now, and uh, um, it sounds all very incestuous uh, talking about Barley's Angels. And then Steve is the Sydney and Melbourne host, um, oh. or the tap house is the Sydney and Melbourne host for. Um, Barley's Angels. I have to say Steve every time I've been at either of the tap houses getting women to try a wide variety of beers doesn't seem to be much of a problem for you. A, a big part of your clientele is uh, young
1: women uh, Not just young women all, all women of all ages we, um, that's something that we've been we've found surprising from the get go but I think Kiralee would underst- uh, would agree with this that one of the ways of getting women to, uh, one of the ways is, is to uh, to provide a nice environment for them to drink in um, that's that's female friendly, I think glassware play, plays a big difference uh, or uh, yeah, is a factor um, one of the, uh, in fact we had uh, Ale Stars here last night and um, it was all about hops and I reckon the turnout would have been 35% women um, gen- that, and that would be our, on a day to day basis I would have thought we'd get 40, 45% uh, percent women uh, in the venue but um, I often tell stories uh, to people about how in my experience over the last four years uh, with the tap houses, women are uh, generally far more receptive to try, trying different beers. And Just last night I met one girl who was there as part of a birthday group so, and she was telling me that she didn't really like beer and, and I you know, basically did my spiel and, and at the end of the day she <laughs> was telling me that she'd, uh, she'd seen the light, she was loving having this wild fruit frambois. And um, she, was, uh, she was surprised herself at how much um, she had turned uh, her views around. And, and it's, to be honest, that's probably the most uh, rewarding thing for Guy and I about what we do is, is converting those people. And, uh, and women certainly are, are, are very receptive to it for, for reasons I think you could talk about uh, all day. But I suspect it's because uh, they uh, men are perhaps uh, a little wary of exposing their uh, lack of knowledge, I guess, about beer. And they don't, it's, it's an ego thing, perhaps.
0: And that's a big thing because, you know, it, it, every, beer is the biggest drink in Australia, but people know very little about it. Um, you know, and, and even thinking that, you know, I'd often say that, you know, Bextel, Heineken, um, Crown, um, Corona vastly different styles of beer um a a lot of people don't even realize that they're pretty much exactly the same beer just with slight uh differences and uh slight nuances but it's largely the one thing um education is 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 a big part and i know that's a big thing that uh you focus on at the tap houses steve is is educating people and providing the knowledge for those that that
1: that are seeking it yeah well we don't we try not to do it in a in your face kind of way Mm. we we Uh, We have guidelines that we want to have as many different styles on on tap as possible. Um, Sometimes you'll see as many as 19 or 20 different styles on tap. Uh, We always, uh, where possible, list the style and um, it's the same in our bottles. We we promote them uh, and group them by style and in our new bottle store in St Kilda we we have, uh, unlike some places which, to the life of me, uh, I don't quite understand where they group them by country, we, again, group them by <laughs> style. And we we now see regularly people come in and ask for a, a beer by style. And uh, as I said, it's not in your face. It's just a subtle education that people start realising, oh, I quite like a porter or I quite like a Hefeweizen or whatever it might be. And... uh and uh, and I think that's it's that's certainly what we endeavour to do, and with our staff training, we we focus on that as well. And uh, I think that's what we you know. One of the things I do I, talking about the way the brewers want to tap into the uh, the female market a little bit more. I, I think that uh, they do themselves a great disservice with their marketing. I, apart from the fact that I, I think that women and people in generally general would um, prefer more flavoursome beers, and I think like you've said that it might be a tactic that. They go after smaller segments, but perhaps more of them. Um, that uh, I think their marketing is so male skewed that uh, you know, and and craft beer, craft beer to an extent is, is the same. I think we need to to take a, a slightly different approach and think about how we can market to not just females, market to everyone in a in a respectful, you know, compatible way.
0: Well, uh, we, we spoke to Charlie Bamforth last week, and he he made that point. He's somebody that really wants to elevate beer and um, not see it lose its uh, great commonality, but wants to elevate it. And says that beer commercials, yeah, uh, you know, can really undermine a lot of that um, and the message of moderation. Um, but again, uh, at the greatest, at uh, uh, the spectacular um, at Good Beer Week this year. Um, it was the first spectacular I'd been lucky enough to come along to. And I was amazed at, for something that was a major beer festival, just how uh, quiet the event was. You know, it, it was filled with people. You had people lined down the street, but it had, you know, I, I saw of people that were well into their 50s sitting down, um, husband and wife sampling a few beers, obviously making notes, leaving after an hour. They'd tried what they wanted to try. There were groups of young women um, who were there? Who were interested in beer? Um, and then there were just sort of mixed groups um, around as well. And it seems that you've s- struck a really nice um, a- approach to making beer accessible to all. Um, is there any secret behind that, or is it just a little bit of a, you know, the the culture that you build up around the tap houses? Well, I, th-
1: I think it's probably the culture that we've we've endeavoured to create. And and to touch on what I was saying before, I think things like creating a nice space for women is 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 definitely helpful. Um, I think the glassware, I think, um, you know, a bunch of things. I, I think craft beer, by virtue in Australia, of its relatively high cost, is that um, as a general rule, we find in our venues that uh, we don't often get the 18 to 22, 23-year-olds in because they're looking for the cheapest beer as uh, possible. And uh, as a result, we're not really the kind of place for them. So I think there's a there's a number of factors, all of which we discuss and and try and um identify because certainly as as you know we're 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 trying to open this uh, very large venue in in melbourne um and uh the same sort of discussions about how do we um, make create a female friendly environment how do we avoid getting to a a situation where we're going to have idiots come down and abuse uh, abuse the venue and abuse the beer um we're always trying to identify what they are and I, i i think it's, it's pretty simple. Create a nice, female-friendly venue that's, um, and make beer attractive to, to women.
3: Well, they always say that where the women are, the men will follow anyway.
1: <laughs> but it, it's Focus very true. And all the it,
3: blokes it, it's, will it's come anyway.
0: <laughs> Even happily married men like Prof and I. But speaking Absolutely. of which, Prof, you're sitting, there, you're sitting there very quietly. How about you uh, yeah. ask a question
2: and uh, earn, your, earn your pay? Well, I was actually going to uh, speak to Steve about uh, I think he's possibly downplaying one of the key aspects of the success of the tap house, um, and that is the staff and, and the way that the staff I think treat the guests um, is testament to the to the culture that they've developed there and I'll give the example of uh, you know times when I've been at the bar and and, and somebody sort of wandered in and asked for you know oh you don't have Carlton Draft um, now rather than sort of looking down their nose at that or, or you know making a, a snide comment as some Perhaps want to do, uh, rather than listening to the question, they're listening to what the the person's actually saying and say, oh, okay, so perhaps you'd like a, uh, you know, a milder, lighter flavoured, you know, moderately um, carbonated, etc. And they'll offer something like uh, it might be a, a Truma pills or a, you know a Budvar or something like that. Um, and the way that they interact with the guest, they they just really pick, I think, very well when somebody's up for a bit of a chat and a bit of education, if you like, and when they just wanna kind of get a beer and move on. Um, and we probably should point out too, for those who don't know that the guy that uh, Steve has referred to a couple of times is not some generic guy, it's Guy, guy Greenstone, who's uh, Steve's partner in crime there at the, at the Tap House. And along with Steve, one of the loveliest guys you could meet in, in beer and forever smiling, and I don't think that they should uh, downplay the fact that that's possibly also dragging just a couple of skirts through the door. You, you two <laughs> guys. <laughs>
3: oh, he'll,
2: he'll love the you.
0: The Steve and
3: Guy man. combination. He,
1: he, he's
3: so
0: good he was even the face of New Zealand tourism,
3: wasn't he, Steve? I, I know. How amazing was, was that? Yeah. Uh, he,
1: he's a budding actor. His wife is an actor, and uh, they were looking um, for um, a couple, a real couple to... Uh, be in these ads and uh, Claudia dragged Guy along and uh, they got the gig and they went over to New Zealand for five days for an all expenses paid junket and, uh, and now they're famous well famous in tap house terms anyway
0: <laughs> Now speaking of going to New Zealand, uh, that's a nice little segue uh, three of the four of us are going over to New Zealand uh, for um, beer Yeah,
3: Everyone looking forward to that? Yeah, can't wait
1: yeah. Alright, well can't you guys have I mean, been you... Be- yeah, Sorry, you guys
3: I was just saying to, uh, to Matt, um, as he said, I really had a ma- magnificent time there last year, and I do think Biavana is um, is produced so well, and I'm really keen to see how it's going to work in the new venue this year as well. <coughs> I think it's going to be bigger and better, and just uh, with Dave Dave Cryer behind the helm helm of it, um, I think he's going to do a fantastic job. So it's very exciting.
1: Yeah, well, you've both been there before. I I haven't been to the uh, to the Birvana, so I'm going. Um, partly because I've been invited by um, by the guild, and uh, secondly, I'm in light of the fact that we're running Gabs next year. I really want to see how how they've done it because I've heard from not mm. only you guys uh, but uh, others that they do it very well. And um, I was very flattered, in fact, when Dave Cryer said to me because he attended the uh, the Gabs uh, in St Kilda this year. Afterwards, he um, he said he loved what we were doing, and he was uh, going to borrow some elements uh, of it for for beer so basically i'm going to return the favor and go over there and see what i can uh, borrow of the things that they do particularly well
0: excellent dave uh, and we, we should have a shout out to dave Cryer. he's a he's a man that sells malt um so he's not directly involved in brewing itself but he you know is in an ancillary industry but he's one of the you know quiet champions behind craft beer and uh you know he, he appreciates that if all craft beer um, increases, there's probably, a, you know, it's better for his business. But he really does do a lot to promote craft beer and, you know, healthy beer appreciation, uh, both here and in New Zealand. So, uh, yeah, David bought um, Beervana and is uh, putting it together. And uh, I'm very excited to see how he's uh, how it's going under his vision. He's
1: a great yeah, craft me too. beer. He's, he's a very <laughs> good... He's a great craft beer advocate. He's been very supportive of the things that we've done. Obviously, we had a recent Kiwi Spectacular uh, where we were endeavouring, among other things, to raise funds for um, the Christchurch uh, Disaster Appeal, and, and he, along with um, a number of other businesses in New Zealand, uh, assisted in, in shipping the kegs over. Um, he's, uh, he's done a bunch of stuff over the years for us um, as uh, in terms of supporting not only Australian craft brewing but uh, also New Zealand, so... Um, He is a great advocate for for beer, both here and in New Zealand.
0: We might have to try and convene over there and do a very quick uh, Radio Brews News live uh, from New Zealand. It
3: it sounds like
0: it, doesn't it, Matt? A bit of a box pop. Now, are you performing over there? Uh, That's probably not the... (laughs) (laughs) Performing? I'll pay
2: to say that. What are you insinuating there,
0: Matt? Well... Oh, I was there last year, and uh, after a very late night, you weren't doing too much performing last year. But um, oh, look,
3: I held it. I held it together, though. <laughs> I you knew did. you would
0: have known. <laughs> you, you did indeed, but I, that, I, are that you, very uh, late night present... was with David
3: Cryer, actually,
0: <laughs> and uh, that very bad man. Uh,
3: Brad oh, Rogers Mr. Rogers, yes, <laughs> not,
1: his name is often mentioned in these sort of uh, yeah. <laughs> terms.
3: absolutely he's he uh, got yes. the
0: constitution of a horse and uh, and it was his birthday yesterday, so yesterday sure yeah. to uh, a happy, yeah,
2: happy birthday for yesterday, Brad. Brad. <clears throat> mind you, he's probably um, a year older by the time this actually goes to air
3: <laughs> 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 to answer your question, yes, I am um performing presenting <laughs> presenting um with Jane Lewis actually from Two Birds Brewing, we are both um co-hosting the women in beer seminars at beer so uh, very excited to be working with jane uh, another great advocate for craft beer and for women in beer as well so um yeah we're looking forward to that so we've got a session on saturday and sunday
0: excellent we'll have to look out for that well guys it's the best part of three quarters of an hour we might uh is anyone got any news or anything that they want to talk about before we uh slide on out of here
1: Oh, I could no. uh, tell you all sorts of things that we've got coming yeah. up, but I won't bore you with that.
2: Oh, well... Uh, well, what, actually, what's... though, Steve, you might, you might just want to... Because I haven't actually officially let Matt know this, that you might be kind of uh, stepping on our toes just a little bit and uh, incorporating a new segment into the very popular, now three-years-old oh, Ale Stars, where... we know uh, all about this, uh, Prof. Oh, I was going to tell you. No, really. I... <laughs> um, a. Brunet. Brew, brew and Ales. Q and oh, don't, ales. Say, don't say Q and that. Uh,
1: that's that's, that's <laughs> uh, a crafty pint. Uh, brew and Ales. A oh, shout, I'd have to give a shout-out to Guy because we were. I was trying to come up for a name for it and uh, Guy uh, came up with the name Q&Ales, which I love, and uh, he'd be very happy that I'm telling you that that's his idea. But the, <laughs> the, the idea came about when... Um, well, first, Firstly, I watch ABC's uh, Q&A and, and I quite like that, but uh, we, ob- as you know, get special guests periodically for uh, a Star sessions but uh, after three years obviously the the pool of people that uh, we can get is, is shrinking all the time and uh, we when we whenever we've had uh, international guests in particular namely James Watt and uh, others we've uh, we've always had a fantastic turnout so what we are going to do is create a, a new segment within occasional our stars called Q and Ales and uh, basically we'll be beaming in via Skype live um, beer luminaries from around the world, um, where we have an opportunity to listen to them. Members of the audience will have an opportunity to ask questions. It'll be moderated. Uh, we are going to record it, uh, film it, uh, and record it, and then we're going to upload them to a, a YouTube or similar channel called Tap House TV. And the idea that over time we uh, develop a, if you like, a catalogue of uh, interviews, uh, video interviews uh, with, you know, famous craft beer um identities that we're going to start off uh i think it's in october we haven't got an exact date yet but uh to coincide with the launch of the the broader brooklyn brewery range we're going to uh uh beam in uh garrett oliver from brooklyn and um i'm quite excited about that because garrett's book um or his first book uh the brewmaster's table is a book that i have about half a dozen copies of i've read cover to cover half a dozen times or so and i give it give a copy to each of our head chefs as they um uh, as they join the business um, because I think it's a great well-written um, fantastic bible uh, f- about beer and also beer and food matching so we're very excited about that so we've got that lined up uh, Greg Cook from Stone Brewing has said that he would like to be involved uh, Sam Caligione, um, um there's a bunch of people probably a dozen people we've got on our list and uh, we're pretty excited about that
0: Excellent. Well, that sounds very exciting, and uh, we're seeing how we might be able to uh, give it a good plug in in the lead up to each of them. So, um, looking forward to, to seeing that, and hopefully being a part of it. So, Curly, you got anything exciting coming up?
3: Ah, oh, nothing. You know, nothing that's confirmed as yet. A few things in the pipeline, as there always are with me. But um, as soon as I have some things confirmed, you'll be the first to know.
0: Excellent. Uh, on on leaving us hanging there I'll uh yes. we we, we cool. might sign out Steve Jeffers uh Kiralee Waldhorn thank you for joining the uh prof Pete Mitchum and myself um good luck uh see you in New Zealand I'll Yeah looking
3: forward
0: to it Good on you prof mate thank you for pulling this together Yeah
2: Thanks no, prof. not a problem at all uh, That's oh, Alright Kiralee. He... Or, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to send Mitchum. I'm going to yeah I'm going to send, send a copy reminded. of the... Uh, the email that she sent to me that said perfect one word perfect that was your email (laughs) to me i thought that's no follow-up required (laughs) we're 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 glad you could make it kiralee that's the main thing
3: oh look I'm, i'm glad i could too and i apologize it will never happen again
0: Good one. Now, are you guys aficionados of a little bit of umpire music? Because uh, that the bands in Pete's uh, yeah. house just starting to tune up, so uh, it's
1: me out. cold gives me cold sweats when we play when we have Oktoberfest spectacles. We play 13 hours at <and> the stuff, so <laughs> I don't. I don't have cool. Well, Radio
2: Bruges News. A lot of people don't realise that uh, the, 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 the band we, we do have our own house band now. Uh, it's, it's not some cheesy recording. Uh, so the boys are just looking. No, no, he's a bit shy. He doesn't want to come over at all. Just set the boys up and uh, I'll cue you in, all right? On my here. go. I can't oh, believe I'm actually here. turning my head to look over there. Oh, thank you for the magic. Good on you, guys.
0: All right, thanks, Alright, See
3: you
2: for Let's take this thing the Thanks, Gerely. Thanks, Dave. Bye. Bye.